In today's episode of Strike Gold, we talk about Initiative Q and referral programs, how to make yours work for you. I'm not on the intro, but I am on the episode. Big time. This is Jonathan Kahn and Roy Provarchik, and you're listening to Strike Gold. All right, so I sent you a video this week about this company that's kind of like everyone's kind of talking about. I'm I don't know. so happy you you moved from the I sent you a video to describing the video. Actually, I remember there was actually I sent you for like a birthday video I sent you one time, and you, I was like, hey, can I post this to your Facebook? And you were like, no, <laughs> don't, don't post. You offend so many people in this video. Don't post it. Uh, no, but I sent you a video that I saw because I got uh, kind of excited. I like when um, I like when someone makes it easier for marketers to to do their job. And someone definitely did with this company. So um, there's this company. Everyone's talking about it. Initiative Q. Um, some people say it's a scam. Some people say it's good. Who, who knows? I, I don't really, I'm not really judging on that. I was just sent you the marketing video. <laughs> I don't make any plans if a company's good or bad. I just think their marketing is good or bad. The video kind of starts off. It starts off by saying Initiative Q is a cryptocurrency kind of thing, right? Like all the other ones, you know, everyone's trying to be a Bitcoin. It's all, it's all great. That success that came with Bitcoin. Like, oh, I bought one of these stupid coins and boom, I'm a millionaire. So there's this thing, but now it's kind of like the whole market's saturated with too many of these cryptocurrencies. So you kind of don't believe in any of them now. They all want you to buy their currency. So I saw this video for this this uh, initiative queue and they basically start off by saying, we don't want your money. And I'm like, oh, Okay, go on. And they go, all we want you to do is join. That's the second sentence in the video. All we want you to do is join. And I'm like, hmm, okay. I, so like, I signed up to shit. I can, I, they want yeah, I, I joined so much crap. Like, Why not? I, I don't have money to give them, and I want to join shit. Yeah, I, jo- I like to join. I hate the email. Like, <laughs> I, have a, I have a hole. I have a need to be part of something. Anyways, no, but what, I, what I'm saying is that they just ask you to join. And then you go into the video and they start explaining how, you know, this currency doesn't have value if people don't use it. The more people to join, the more value it has. And we're going to give you free money. So they give you, I think, like 10,000 of their cues, their, their cryptocurrency. And then for every invite that you send, uh, you get another, I don't know, a certain amount or whatever. It's just a, you know, friend bring friend situation. And I loved it because it's not the first time I've come across something like this, but it was the first time I saw someone doing it with cryptocurrency and I kind of got really excited and I wrote a whole post and I put it on my Facebook, which is like something I don't do. And my wife actually said it's the first time I don't have dyslexia smeared all over it. And people will start responding, you know, I heard it's a scam. Oh, I heard it's this. I heard it's that. And I was like, who cares? The video was awesome. <laughs> I signed up and I got like... I got a couple of thousand of this currency, which, again, doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, I sign up to games and send out invites to get free cookies or whatever it is in the game. What do I care? Um, You're like a professional spammer. Yeah, I don't care. No, I just, it's not, no, I don't send it. I send it to, like, my little brother, who I know I can, like, fuck with him, and he'll be like, it's okay, I'll I'll send you free cookies. Um, but, uh, but then you came in and you were like, I have a lot to talk about with this, about this company. I'm like, sweet, Roy. Tell me what, what I need to know. And also, wait, and here's the main question I had about this whole thing. The reason I sent it to you, subliminally, I wanted it to cook with you, was who the hell in a company comes up with that strategy? 
Is it the CEO? Is it the people, the founders of the company came up with the strategy? Who I'm actually, I actually, uh, my brother said he knows someone there and he's going to try to figure it out for me. But I really wanted to know because the, if it came from the marketing guy, that marketing guy's a genius. What, right? the video? The, what, the no, the concept of the referral as the main purpose of their, co- like the main uh, branding mm-hmm. for their company. The whole company, it would be the same as any other cryptocurrency if they didn't have the referral thing. If they had the referral thing and they're giving you free cash, it plays a totally different role. And you're right. It is basically <laughs> a pyramid <laughs> scheme. But, okay, you know, um, I really enjoy the Tupperware I bought from my pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> so I have so much to say about this. <laughs> I just I just hate so many things about this thing. <laughs> Wait, but the marketing thing? Can you are you angry so, with the marketing aspect? Uh, no, or I, the wanna, company I, I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about okay. this unique case, and then I want to talk a little bit about the referral thing as a, as a thing. Okay, okay. So as a case, like I know crypto is a huge thing now, and I I I think I'm, I think that whatever Wait, I'm saying... money has been huge for years. Crypto is <laughs> just more money. <laughs> yeah, the, here's the thing. May, okay, so with cryptocurrencies, I kind of feel that I might be... Can you say eating your hat? Is that a thing in English as well? I think so, yeah. You can okay. eat your hat. I feel like every crypto thing that I've heard so far was bullshit. Like nothing really... St- Bitcoin is worth money. People are millionaires now. Nobody's... Like, what's... People are billionaires from... Billionaires, I'm sorry. Billionaires. I felt like there was Doctor Evil like, moment. Bitcoin is, is now is now. I think it's almost officially known as the like the biggest flop. Did it flop officially? I don't think I th- it's. Yeah, flopped. I, I, I know I, it dropped. I definitely know. I it read, dropped. I read a few articles about how Bitcoin like it's already like okay, so we are more aware of Bitcoin and all these experts starting to write why they when when did they know that Bitcoin was uh, going to be a fad or whatever? Like I didn't see and none of those. Uh, I feel like I could say the same about the dollar. Like the dollar has <laughs> dropped, and I feel no, like it was a fad. No, People no, were into it a couple of years no, ago. But, no, but it dropped. But Bitcoin was like unproportionately huge, and then unproportionately kind of slammed down. And Bitcoin was about marketing. The whole, you know, the whole thing about ICO, the whole thing about cryptocurrency, just fucking hype over hype. And if you market it right, your value goes up. Once you stop marketing it, your value goes down. Like it's literally, I didn't see. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. You know, it's hundred percent possible that I'm not educated on this, like as a crypto thing. But everything I saw so far, it was just case studies, nothing in the wild. Like everybody's, oh, we did this and this, and it's like it's worth billions. And I'm like, oh, did anybody can buy a house out of it? No. Because- you can buy a Bitcoin house. There was a thing on Vice I saw a couple of years ago. Let me put it like this. Here's the thing. All these, all these uh, fintech companies. It's not fintech. Crypto and fintech no, are but- very different. All right, maybe you're right. So I, 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 I might have referenced fintech because we're sitting at Rise, oh, you know, the co-working space the where fintech, space. you know, startups can come sit together and do amazing I love, things. I love it how. But I'm just, I might, that might have been because it was in my mind at all times that we're sitting here recording at the yeah, amazing Rise. Because they allow us to sit here. They sponsor us to sit yeah, here and talk. Which is kind of cool. And drink their yeah. tea in the kitchen, which is awesome. But I found that there's sugar in it this morning, right. which kind of bums me out. But okay. Right. Anyways. But hey, I, let's not do an advertising for <laughs> yeah, this, this I would never casual talk. Yeah, this is just casual talk about how fantastic the you know coworking spaces and the tea. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I said fintech because um, if you don't need the money, come come for the tea bags. The <laughs> that's tea bags right. Here come are for awesome. the tea. But first, a quick message from our sponsors. The other day, I was stumped. I didn't know what to do. But luckily, I was sitting right next to another fintech company, so I copied. If you're a fintech company looking for a co-working space, Rise is the place for you. Rise is not liable for any copying done done by other companies.
Rise. You're welcome. No, I said fintech because I was also looking into um, uh, the. We have here in Israel these different apps uh, called Pepper Pay and Bit and all whole these different, different things. World. Whole different world. No, no, but that, you're right. It's a whole different world. But in the same thing, they're all trying to. They're saying, "What's the future of money and banking and stuff and all these other things?" And they're going. They're running around. And if you know, for example, Pepper and Bit, which are the two, there are two platforms. There are apps that allow you to transfer money to to each other yeah. very easily, uh, without all these extra, you know, payments that you have to do. Um, on, on every movement you do with your money. They're actually losing money to the banks that run them. Did you know that? That was an interesting thing I found out. The company, like Pepper is uh, done by Lumi Bank, and I think Bit right. is done by Bank of Poly. And they are both, uh, the, they both jumped into this because they're trying to figure out what the future of banking is supposed to be like. And they know that people wanted this, so they built it and they made it. And then they heavily, heavily marketed, right? Pepper was everywhere. You can't even right. pick up a pepper shaker in a restaurant without someone going, pepper pay? You know, it's like, <laughs> so, and then I found out, and I actually recently had a call with someone where I actually confirmed it. But it's like, shush, shush. Anyways, but like that. But these apps were made because of the future, but they're actually losing money for the banks that made them. For now. Yeah, but there's no, they don't have a plan. There's no, oh, for now, until we put Coca-Cola ads on the app. Like, no, there's no real plan here of how to, they just knew that the future is coming. They just tried to jump us fast to the future as, as possible. So cryptocurrency is like this whole, oh, there has to be a future that's more stable than, with money than what's going on, and it's I, just a jump. I, I don't think they're both asking the same question because I think Lil Me and Pepper and, and Beat are basically asking how can we have a meaningful digital strategy for our products, which right now they don't have that. like a banking app, for example. Yeah. But two things are happening. First of all, banks, especially in Israel, are really badly branded. Everybody hates the bank in Israel, I think, more than they do in other countries. Uh, because everybody hates the first, bank everywhere. Yeah, I think everybody hates the bank everywhere. Because the I, bank I, only really succeeds no, when they but, have your but loans. But in Israel, you have this entire thing about corruption and like uh, and Hon Shilton thing, the, like the, the, the relationship between governments and, uh, and the banks. And, the banks and, and in Israel, at least, you know, in the U.S., I think when the, when the big players were proven to be fake scammers, whatever, they were all shut down. Uh, Lehman Brothers, like invest, either, like either, all the big ballers, all the big players, doesn't matter how rich they were, then the banks eventually kind of shut them down or the banks themselves shut down. Something didn't work. In Israel, it never happens. In Israel, every rich person from Fishman to whatever, they can have like, billions of dollars in debts and then the bank basically says well we'll just let it pass yeah and it's, so it's so it's i think it's different because in the u.s they were kind of held accountable eventually yeah here it's like they never held are held accountable and everybody hates the move bank. to israel now with flights with an yeah, be like that so was an l commercial our sponsors <laughs> come Jude, to israel Judaism, where money uh, is fine. Uh, <laughs> um anyway so so i think they i think both Beat and Pepper were number one trying to get away from their banking brand. They were trying to appeal to a younger generation that that the fight over them. Like a lead for a bank is really really expensive. Let's let's remember that what ended up happening was that they started with digital banking, which where they took out like these actual branches and just made it like a digital thing where there's no one sitting in there and you just kind of yeah. I, know, I don't even know what it's meant I, to do. It's know. mostly that, just that's, a colorful that's, wall. That's stupid. I don't know. No, but they did that and then they were like, oh. Um, what is the future of banking? And then they jumped to this this app, 
and then they did that. But uh, wait, I feel uh, like we kind of left cr- right. cryptocurrency. I want to kind of go back to okay. it. I'm just saying so, like, so crypto- there's, a, there's think, a need for this new. So I think I think cryptocurrency is like it's a basically same trend of trying to get away from the banks. But I feel that up until now, everything that's around cryptocurrency is, first of all, so fishy. First of all, let's cryptocurrency and blockchain like are not the exact are not the same thing. We're not, it's not the same matter, right? Blockchain is so much bigger than cryptocurrency. I just don't feel there's a player in the market that I trust in the cryptocurrency world. Like, it's always somebody scammy or weird. And I never... What is that thing, and, and I never trust anybody who basically say, hey, here's... Free money. Yeah. Well, that's why you don't get free money. Me? <laughs> Every once in a while, they I, give me something. <laughs> I, I haven't worked a day in my, my life. life. I've been taking free money from anyone who's like, hey, want some free money? I'm like, you know what? Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, nobody ever oh, no, nobody ever clicked on the free money email. No, no one ever. But like, I, the, I'm the one who's collecting yeah. their monies. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's an, uh, that's an underpriced uh, uh, channel, you yeah. see. But anyway, so um, so just to wrap it up, I just, I don't, I didn't see any cryptocurrency company actually make anything useful. And I think the way, the, the marketing strategy for all these companies is always super sketchy. Hyped and have you seen a friend bring friend uh, uh, marketing strategy for another company like cryptocurrency? No, for cryptocurrency, no. But so no, of course there are fantastic ones. There's uh, Dropbox, right? Dropbox. There was There's, uh, Spring uh, Split at the time. Do you remember um, Mail- Mailbox? I think it was called the app Mailbox. Yeah, Mailbox. which had an insane weight. Right. They had like this massive number, and it would count down. And they'd only give like a hundred or a thousand people the access to it. Yeah. And then, that so, also bombed, by the way. Which, yeah, it's uh, kind of sad. So, so I have to say that I think that except from Dropbox, all the referral and Dropbox is also kind of pissing me off now because all my referral shit that I did back in the day when I was like Are you really early there. Dropbox is kind of useless. No, drop. First of all, Dropbox. No, you still find reasons to use Dropbox to like throw a massive video or something on there to send to someone. I don't know. WeTransfer lets me do like two gigabyte, and then anything beyond that, like say if I have something ten giga, then I'll use Dropbox. But Dropbox. Gave me with my with my whole uh, friend ring friend thing all this free space and I and I managed to connect something like eighteen giga which was mine and I was like wow, that's yeah mind blowing yeah I had like a lot I was like really proud of myself and then all of a sudden like a year or two ago they were like well remember all that free space we gave you we're taking it back and I was like what <laughs> wait what yeah, and now because they're not making any money yeah yeah but that's not my fault I did my part. You can't take back. You know what? I, I, I think people are missing out on the best hack Dropbox has ever done. What is it? Because everybody is like, oh, the referral thing. The referral thing is so amazing. So I, I think that's the, the, I think it's, it was impressive at the time. But their best hack is the fact that they, to improve conversion rate to paying users, they did the most brilliant move. They take away my space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They share your. It's like the Robin Hood of of storage spaces. They stole my space. Yeah. No, what they actually did was that was amazing. Was that they uh, analyzed what documents are. Uh, first of all, if you if if they want to get you, they from, read my shit. No, if they want to get you from free to pay, they have to push you over two gigabytes of storage. Right, that's like the pricing model. Box. You need to go above two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what used to happen is that everybody would just like throw small documents there. Their PDFs. That was the original thing, right? And what they noticed is the people who uh, actually cross the two gigabytes the most are the people who are uh, kind of backing up their photos to Dropbox from their phone, from whatever, or to use it for videos. So what they actually did is that they just built this feature called, hey, you can automatically uh, back up. Ah, yeah, I see that. And what everybody, you know, as a user, say, oh, that's so good because I'm always afraid of losing my phone, blah, blah, blah. 
But for them, it's like, how do I get everybody to now post their pictures your stuff to Dropbox? Here. So you will be pushed over to Gigabyte because images are actually the heaviest file you have on your phone, probably. Mm. Right? Yeah. It's like four or five megabytes each. Video now, but yeah. Video and images. Yeah, and back when they were doing this, it was images. It right. was like more images than right. video. So now they thought, like, hey, how do I get you to push more, like, bigger uh, file size uh, into Dropbox all the time? So you cross the two gigabytes easily. And then they have like, hey, you can automatically, oh, it's amazing. I want to back up my photos. So that's just like right in time. And then they kind of pushed everybody above two gigabytes, increased conversion rates to paying users by a whole bunch. And then Google gave it for free. Apple is giving it for free. And they yeah, yeah. Again. Because Dropbox is a feature, not a product. But uh, let's start. Mm-hmm. That is another discussion. Anyway, going back to. Friend being friend. Yeah. So FBF. So I think it's very, I, I think what they're doing with crypto that nobody else is doing is that they made it very into like a commodity kind of thing. They're the first one to approach it as like a B2C thing versus a B2C, which is like back to like business to crypto <laughs> or scam to scam. I don't know what's the, or, or like uh, take your money. Wait, no, I don't even feel like, I don't know. Maybe I didn't read the fine print, but I'm like. I have nothing that I have to do for them. <laughs> like they, I, they don't. No, have you're to. just bringing them users, and then they can probably raise money later based on that or whatever cool. they want to do. They raise money. I make money. No, no. I'm hundred. I'm ninety. You know what? Sure you're I'm not gonna podcast. Wait, three hundred. But remember, wait, but they're, but they're not promising. <laughs> when I show up here in no. fur coats, <laughs> if you think about this, this is actually. A super safe bet. Why? Because they're not promising you money. They're promising you cues which are worth money. And how much does a queue worth depends on how many users you bring. That's the genius thing. Yeah, I like that. That's what I like. Yeah, that's the that's. But the that's scam. what I'm saying. That's well, what the thing as a marketer, I just got really excited about how they they applied that to cryptocurrency, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll sign up to that. Yeah, but so so. And now, then I was like, I'm going to use this. So let's talk somewhere about, else. Wait, so let's talk <laughs> a little bit about referral programs that work versus the ones that don't, because I think that. Like there's two, no, that's great. So, like, so tons of a companies, lot of these companies are, doing, yeah. are doing the referral thing. Not maybe in the crypto space, but they're just doing... And uh, and some of them, we see them as case studies of how they worked amazingly, and some actually, like, we never hear about them because they don't work. Yeah. I think the most popular yet lesser-known ones from latest years would be Springsled and Robinhood, which both had crazy... Like, none of them became really big as a, as a product. Well, you can't just be saying random words here. Springstead okay. was, was a project management <laughs> app. It was like Springstead and Robinhood so and Ro- three mattresses. Ro- Ro- Robinhood was, was, a, was an investment app, so everybody can invest or whatever through the app. Okay. And Springstead uh, was a, was like a project management tool. Okay. But like Springstead sucked. So Covered bad. now. We now know what those things yeah. what So what Springstead got like 150, 140 thousand users within like 48 hours after they launched or something like that um so referral programs so there's like three things like who's your distributors uh three i don't know why i said three it might be more i, I have 62 things i know i just heard this podcast with this guy who talked about uh why you should never Start with the number in the beginning. Yeah, because said like once you said it, you'll never remember the third thing, and he and it gave like tons of examples. So if you say it's only five things, you're always gonna forget the fifth or the second. <laughs> so he said like never start with that, and he showed like, like examples. Couple of things. Yeah. All right, got um, it. So, Lesson learned, people. <laughs> Take that so tip I, to the bank. So if you're talking, <laughs> let, let's let's talk about what's been working for the referral program. I think, and then we'll kind of think about it backwards. So first of all, they had uh, 
a really good starting point in distribution. Why? Because the founder is somebody who's already Sao Wilf, I think his name is. He already sold the company to PayPal. He's a known entrepreneur. So his first distribution ring were all people who are really well known uh, in the industry, really respected. So we didn't start with like with like like uh, no background. Yeah. yeah. So it's he so, came with a little bit of clout. yeah. So so it means that the first circle uh, of people who were uh, referring to it were all really high, high level. Yeah. yeah. It's like the ice bucket challenge, right? Like once you have Zuckerberg doing it or whatever. I don't remember who did it or Bill Gates did it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, so it. it's obvious that that this, that it's gonna hit really big versus something you just start out of your garage. Unless because it's like a huge, massive influencer campaign kind of thing. So that's the first thing that I think uh, you can accredit to the refer program. Second, I so think... So you're saying, wait, if I want to do it correctly, it's a good idea to start with high-profile people? Yeah. Even if I'm paying them, theoretically. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like influencer marketing in a, yeah. in a smaller scale, I guess. Not, well, not necessarily in a smaller scale. I'm saying if I needed to start it off, I'd say, okay, tell all my friends, whoop-de-doo. Right. And then I go and But pay, if your friends are like... like are high yeah, profile, yeah. then that's better. Yeah, that's better. And then if I need because to, because they have better reach, and they have, they have reach, they have trust, uh, they have the same target audience. By the way, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. And also, like he sold his company to PayPal. He's been in the fintech for a long time, so he knows it, that that the environment is in is all about he finance, fintech, to, yeah. and meaning that they already have their eyes on crypto and all that space. Uh, that's number one. Number two is that uh, I think the suggestion or the offer. Is is kind of intriguing, you know. So for drop, yeah, yeah, free money basically, zero risk. Yeah, uh, free money. So that's like a and and if you're into crypto and you've missed the blockchain and you missed the uh, Bitcoin and you like never. Even if you're not into crypto and you miss Bitcoin, you want money. You're like going, oh damn it. No, you know, what? I I think I think that no. I, I mean, think, everyone's heard think, of Bitcoin. I think a lot more people heard of Bitcoin than crypto. Like they've heard. Yeah. Of, so I'm saying any like I again I worked it's, at it's one a, point in Forks, yeah. which was, you know, considered the evil uh, stage of my life. Um, it's about hopes and dreams, and everyone wants to have easy money. So this is. Uh, but I don't. I don't think the easy money here was the thing. I think here it was like an opportunity to get into the space of kind of, of the crypto world with zero risk or zero knowledge versus all the Bitcoin, Ethereum, etc., which you have to have some knowledge. And everybody who were like like the buzzword were around they it, were mining it. Yeah, it was kind of like uh, like it's basically to jump on the crypto bandwagon without any risk. Uh, you like it's basically even if you missed all the other ones, all the ICOs, all that, then you have like a very easy. Like I don't think if my parents would see it, they would be like, "Oh, free money." It no, but kids who are super young. No, because are... it's not free money. You think about it, it, it. There's no free money there. There's like cues, whatever the fuck you means, or yeah, oh, whatever the fuck a, cues, means, you like, mean. Uh, <laughs> no, but like, mean. like it's actually it's, that's the name of the episode. Uh, the, whatever the, what fuck the fuck you means. means. <laughs> uh, so, um, like, literally, it's worth zero money at the point. Yeah. There's no real like like mm, there's no real value right no, now behind of course. it. I get it. Right. It's like you can shut it down tomorrow. You get no free money. You can actually launch the product, and the cues are worth zero money. Because it's like the I didn't I maybe I didn't see it, but I don't see where the money ties into the the queue worth. It's they all say like, the more the currency becomes known when used, the more yeah, but, value. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, but it's basically saying nothing because if let's say he launches, he has five hundred thousand people queues, whatever, and no bank, no business, no B two B, whatever is accepting it, then it's 
worthless. Worthless. Right. Yeah, yeah I get it. Um, so, so it's basically he's promising you air. Yeah, <laughs> air is um, very important to me, boy. I'm just saying, maybe it's everywhere. You know what? If you didn't have air, you'd be <laughs> you'd anyway. be coming knocking on my door, <laughs> ask for some air. Um, um, so anyway, okay, so, so so the offer is kind of so Dropbox had this with like uh, storage. At, so there's a thing about timing and offering because Dropbox had the thing about um, storage where everybody were actually looking for storage and were hating their USBs and all that. So it got there when it was trendy. For example, now it would never work now that you have a Google Drive. and Yeah. Right. But that was so, because so that was these like places a, went yeah. to it because they saw what was going on with Dropbox. Yeah. So they had a good, so Dropbox had like good timing. Um, Robinhood had a good niche timing at the time. Uh, and this one now has this thing because it's like a hot topic, crypto. And, yeah. And and I think that's working really well. Is there any the connection you think to the fact that they do these massive surges through friend bring friend to to failure or success? Well, I don't know because I think that the only one that I really started working with referrals was Dropbox. All the other products kind of no, but they but like you see, you see a company. Let's say you said the the one uh, what was it uh, mattress uh, spring spring sled <laughs> spring sled. That's what you said. So that was the one I was. I was it failed miserably. No, so you said it failed miserably. So. If the, a company like that has a massive friend-bring-friend thing, they get a huge amount of users, then they go to investors and say, look how many users I have. And it's because it was a friend-bring-friend thing. And maybe that wasn't enough of proof so, of concept. So I know, I, th- I think... That maybe I, you were like, betting on the fact that I trust you, I but it doesn't that, necessarily no, mean I, that you know what, what you are doing or I, what I'm doing. I think... That it's it, an illusion, you know? It's, it's a vanity metric because an investor that sees, like, signups and doesn't look at active users, then he's not a very smart investor. It's true. Like, I can, like, I can easily scrape 200,000 emails in a day and then come and say, hey, I have 200,000 emails. And I'm like, okay. I think they're looking Does at Does anybody his, his actually interest. use this? Yeah, but it's, it might be, like, a good food. Yeah, Maybe but 48 for a... hours, you get that many people, then you go, hey, look. Look at how many it people are interested for, in this. Like a seed round, I guess. Yeah. Just like an MVP. But like you wouldn't, I don't think you would raise your round A around that as a SaaS company. Does it make more sense to start off slowly and build out the product rather so, than get a surge of users? Um, and then, you know. I think the smart thing to do is have like a working referral program, get more users, but then slowly release it. Not to everybody at once. Just because I think it's a bad practice for a product to get like a hundred thousand users within like one day. Yeah, that's what I'm the saying. Like then, then you're not going to learn yeah. what anything from what's yeah. going on. Um, so the referral thing is that it, there's like a myth around it. It's always work amazingly. Most of the time, it doesn't work that well. Um, but so, but I think it's about the opportunity, the timing, like having the right product at the right time. I think it has a lot to do with the first people who distribute your uh, um, your thing. I think it also has to be about how simple it is. I saw it yesterday. What about the referral ones when they do something like, like the mailbox one, where they have a massive waiting list, and once you're in, you can invite two people. Yeah, so, so, an, so that's a referral. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. So the referral stuff comes after the massive waiting list, right? So they, they get you, they no, get you hyped. No, the referral stuff from the get-go. No, no, but I'm saying they get you hyped on the number of massive amount oh. of people are waiting, and then the people who are in get to invite two or one friend extra. They get, like, two invites to right. get people cut the line, right? Which creates this whole thing about like you know cutting the line. No, Who's gonna so, get so first? No, Who's gonna so be you know there? What? There was a, what was the company Doc.io. Okay. 
You remember it? It was like two weeks ago. You sent me a referral. Everybody sent me a referral. Did I? I don't think I sent. I don't it, know. It what was a LinkedIn, was. like a, I think it was like a. Blog. Oh motherfuckers! I get emails from that all the time. I don't know what the hell it is. And you don't care? No, I don't care at all. So that's like another. So everybody sent me this referral thing to it. I signed yeah, I also up. got. I never sent you because I don't. I'm not on it. Okay. I don't know. So somebody, I don't know what it is. Like, I think we just spoke about it though. I don't Possibly. Know. So there was this. There was Elo at the time. E L L O. Remember that shit. Like 48 hours, I have to get an invite, I have to get an invite. 72 hours, ah, that's it, I'm not going to use it. And uh, so the referral thing, like, sometimes it works. Like, I don't think there's any guarantee that if, like, you have a massive uh, waiting list, your price is going to be better. Uh, it's a good start because you have users, I guess. But I actually think that there's a problem with overhyping things because you want to get a product that is uh, interesting and people want to refer to, not a promise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I, like obviously it's not bad to have a crazy list to begin with but wait going back to what I think would work or, or think about referral programs and how to create ones so the, I think one we said right product at the right time with the right offering second was like the uh, your first drink of distributors uh, third it's like it's very simple to do you go you invite and they basically uh, you know you just like click and you have two or three options how to to refer others when you have too many options, it usually goes kind of sour. It just, mm-hmm. just doesn't work. Um, and I think just like making it simple as possible to do it. Now, I think I think the biggest leverage there is offering and uh, distribution ring. That's the that's the two things that most companies don't get to do really well. The offering is not that attractive, and the distribution ring is not that good. I'd like to congratulate you, by the way, on remembering all three things. I think uh, I had four or five. No, you said now. three. I got three. And then, then you actually did all three. So just side note, kudos thank on you. Like, thank good you job, man. Uh, on the other thing, um, also, I would just quickly, because I don't want to talk, you know, this is kind of like maybe we're talking about this too long and we have another question, which is actually really cool. Um, the uh, How many times do you approach someone about FBF? Is it okay to constantly approach them? You know, I think the the, the real thing about FBF is you on on not when I'm talking about one of these outside campaigns where you're just trying to get people to list, but when you're turning around and you actually deliver a product and you know most people try to find the point in the funnel or the 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 mm. um, trigger what, like when, where what you, do you refer like on Wix for example you're instead of I think you have a referral but I think it's mostly about like sharing it on your social they only ad- uh, come to you after you publish your website if you publish your website after you right. design and everything you published it then box shows up okay. and says hey so I, th- I think I think that when you talk about this within a product you have to find two things you have to f- find like a win situation I'll explain it in a second and the second thing is that you have to find like a, um, what I would say uh, like a um, Positive NPS or happy mo or uh, or appro- happy moment was good. Happy moment. No, like no but happy moment is kind of like the win moment. Oh, okay. uh, and I'm, what I'm meaning is like a happiness trend for a user. So win moment is like the point where you say I'm happy or excited about this product. So weeks, obviously, if I published, I'm happy. Yeah, with what I'm ready to show this to the world. Right? I'm, and it means I'm also ready to say it's a win. I can share this. Uh, if you look at, uh, we once worked with a company. That's actually interesting, because what you just said there is, is something that I would be, I'd be one of the people who went up and said this. So I would say, don't uh, don't say that now. When they press publish, don't do it. Track the amount of traffic coming to the website. No, but, but, and then, but and here's then the say thing. there. No, but uh, here's the thing, is that, first of all, you are about, your focus is, was it fun and easy to build a website, not are you a successful business? 
because successful business and traffic is not tied to WIPs. I can build like I can build the same website in weeks, WordPress, and don't get yeah, but or not get every massive person who shares their who publishes their website no, but, or someone but, who had a win. No, but the win for them is that they managed to like Wix, for example, is a good example because uh, okay, uh, it's a good example because no, <laughs> like, was that? for example, Wix is a good example. Ah, uh, okay, you're good, you're uh, good. So, <laughs> because eventually, who builds their site, website in Wix? People who don't have money to pay somebody else to build their website. People who are doing this as a DIY project. Or people who don't know how to build websites and they've just achieved this for the first time, publish a website. So that's a win feeling. The win is about emotion. It's okay. not necessarily. So maybe about, it's not about targeting after. It's more about making more of a it's celebration. Not, it's not the, the after. It's, it's like the point where when you I, press publish. There should be like confetti shootout and then it yeah. approach you. <laughs> like so yeah. you're like, woo! You know, and like, not hey, a loser anymore. Yeah, you've done something with your <laughs> life. <laughs> Fuck grandma. <laughs> <laughs> like, te- text uh, sixth grade teacher. Yeah, like it just gives you a referral. Who do you want to tell how awesome you are right, right. now? <laughs> uh, so for so um, so it's about finding the winning moments in your product as a feeling for a user. We once, I think it was five or four years ago, we worked with a company who did like analyzing Facebook page interactions and engagement. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was about to give you the grade of how good of a Facebook page manager are you. And their uh, initial referral program was actually focused on... Uh, was focused on it. You would get a grade every week or whatever. Now, the grading was... You remember clout.com? Yeah, of course. So, like, the bullshit is... Complete bullshit. So, so the thing is that... I loved it, though. So, for them, with the number thing, it it had to be something that would... Like, the number should have been anywhere between 60 to 70 if you're good or 70 to 80 if you're really, really doing well. But you should never get 100 and you should never be below 60 because below 60, it's so, like, discouraging. Right. Wow. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. And over 80 or over 90, it's like, oh, you're doing so well, like you don't really need us anymore. Because the, 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 how the retention is from you trying to improve the number. If you don't have any numbers to improve, then you won't be retained. So the, so the, the, the idea was the same thing behind the, the Facebook page grade. And it was about you would never get 100 because once you get 100, you don't need us anymore because we give the recommendation, et cetera. And you have to be high enough to be encouraged to, to keep going. Now, the thing is that every time you get like an upgrade in your grade, that was the, the initial referral point. Because it said, once you get like more points, you want to share it with the world that you're getting better. But the problem is that, and it didn't work at all. The problem was that, um, uh, that nobody was sharing this. And the reason is because if, let's say you're paying me to manage your Facebook page, and I go from 79 to 80, which is really good for the platform. But now everybody knows that I'm 80, and everybody knows that a good one would be 100. Right, it's like getting like B minus, yeah. Instead of like getting an A, and what would happen is that people who choose project manager will go, "Hey, you are eighty; he's eighty-two. Why am I paying you this and this, and I'm paying him that?" Or like he's a better, he's better than at this than you because you're eighty and he's eighty-two. So nobody would want to share that. It's like it's not; it doesn't feel like you want to be proud of because your uh, even your client would say, "Hey, why are you only eighty-two? Why are we getting to a hundred? And so what we did is that we went into the product and we said, okay, how can I get uh, somebody to always feel like he's winning? Or what would be like a positive win, which would be objectively positive win? So we changed this to how much engagement increased week per week. So every time you get increased, like you would say, hey, increased engagement, 2% this week. That's a win. That's like, even if your engagement is shit, improving by 2% is good. 
So uh, that would always be a win moment because nobody say, hey, why is it like 2% not 100%? Yeah. As long as it's green and positive, everybody were happy, right? And if you had a streak of like uh, grew four weeks in a row, you would get another share with a friend moment. So, so, so that's like you need to search for the, you need to look for the moments in your product, which are like the win moments. So if it's like, oh, that's so cool. I want to share it. And the happiness trend is about uh, if I'm using your product for over time and I'm really happy with it, it means I'll be comfortable recommending it to a friend. So one of the a few things I saw people doing that was interesting, they, they give like an NPS thing. And if you click on eight, nine or 10, then you get like, hey, would you refer this to a friend? I don't know, just like share to a friend. If you were to get under eight, it would be like, uh, tell us why. So it will be based on the the score you would be asked to. And uh, if you were using the product for X amount of time over time, like daily for a month, for two months, they would also kind of start a referral program because like, okay, they're excited about it. Yeah. Now, actually, one of the things that, uh, that boosted referral program success by a whole bunch is actually just putting them in a place where you can see them. You wouldn't believe how many times those people don't emphasize the referral program enough. And that's why nobody uses it because it's like under affiliate. They, something, they find something. it as like something that might draw attention from what they want them to do. Yeah. Because so yeah. they're like, you know, they're like, oh, then I'll just put it on the side and a little tab there. Right. Instead of just saying, hey, this is a part of the process. Are right. you excited about what you're getting here right. for a friend? Right. Because it's so, so again, like I think startups don't recognize enough that there are two key metrics as a young company is referrals and retention. I feel like we even do a referral thing towards the end of our episode instead of saying, hey, guys, if you're enjoying the content so far, let people know, <laughs> like in the middle. Yeah. No, but that's that's a referral thing. And, uh, and, and another strategy for good referrals, obviously, is like uh, locking down features or saving somebody money. So Trello with the want to get the gold package, yeah. refer to a friend. And I think those are also really good. Really? To, I can refer to a friend to get the gold package? Yeah. Is this like a new thing or is no, it? Oh, okay. For years. Okay. Uh, God damn, I'm going to do that. I want the gold package. Um, All I want from my Trello is taxi. to be able to put GIFs in the background. I know that sounds weird. People don't even know you can do that. You can no, put no, a GIF no. in the background. So you do the gold thing. So, <laughs> so think about like locking down features which are uh, like nice to have or important. You can get them for free. Just give the GIF thing to people. Yeah. Forget uh, the whole gold. So that's a good strategy as well. So... Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you learned a lot. I mean, there's a lot to learn in this uh, podcast. Um, and like, share, subscribe. I mean, we talked about some amazing stuff today. Feel free to share that with other people. And uh, Roy, any last words? Yes. I didn't listen for the last time. No, uh, I just said like, share, subscribe. It's pretty much what I say oh, yes. to people when they guys, answer the guys, phone. Okay, so, so <laughs> what I am when I answer the phone at home. I'm like... Hello, like, share, like, subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> or like when I'm saying goodbye to grandma on Skype. Like, share, subscribe, grandma. <laughs> and then, bloop. <laughs> do, 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 do. Anyway, uh, thank you so much. Uh, right. uh, and I want to say thanks to Rise again uh, for sponsoring and giving us a place to sit. Yeah.